Blog Talk Radio. Man, I never thought 
we see anything like this in our lifetime. I mean, you you heard about we we've had these diseases H1N1, and and you hear this uproar about it, but it never really materializes, at least not in the states. Um, and you heard about the coronavirus, COVID-19, um, and what it was doing in China, and what was going on in Italy. And you think to yourself, man, that that'll never happen here, man. We this is the United States. Uh, we'll we'll never never been in a situation like that. And and man, here we are. Um, I knew. Once the, the, the NBA and, and NCAA uh, decided to spin operations, I knew at that point that, that this thing is real uh, because those organizations, they're, they're about that but that dollar. Um, and, and anytime you see them shut down operations, you know something serious going on. But it, it, it's been crazy, man, with the quarantine and all the stuff that's going on, man. And to be, be, be frank, man, it's getting old. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tired, of, tired of being locked in the house, man. I'm ready for us to have – Live sports again. I, I don't know when that'll happen again, um, and I think even when we do defeat this, which at some point we're going to defeat this thing, uh, but when we do, I, I'm not sure our lives will ever be the same again. I think normal is going to be something different uh, than the normal pre-pandemic. Uh, I mean, you, you look at AMC Theaters, the movie company; they might not even reopen. Um, I know, and, and sometimes you you just kind of enjoy going to the movie with, with, the, with the family, man. It's an American pastime, and I think we were kind of headed toward uh, straight to streaming uh, at-home movies anyway, and I think this might kind of accelerate that process. Uh, but, but if AMC doesn't reopen and we kind of move into the post-movie theater era where we're just kind of streaming movies at home, I think we will have lost a, a piece of American, uh, piece of America with not being able to go to a movie anymore. But hopefully that's not the case, but again, I think our lives are going to be forever changed by this. And again, I never thought we'd see anything like this in our lifetime, man. But if you want to jump in here, you can give us a call at 917-889-9149. Again, that number is 917-889-9149. Man, if you want to talk about Tiger, we're going to talk about Tiger basketball recruiting here in just a second. Obviously, that's the the big news here. Uh, But again, 917-889-9149. If you want to talk about Tiger basketball recruiting, or you just want to talk about the pandemic, man. What have you been doing uh, during, during these crazy times, trying to navigate this crazy new world we're living in? Um, when I extra time, I've been actually playing a lot of video games, uh, something that I haven't had a lot of time to do. I, I buy games still, and, and I have games that are two, three years old that are still in the wrapper. Uh, I've been playing a lot of GTA Five, man, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, really, really hooked on that, man. Really been enjoying that. Uh, I have Red Dead Redemption 2 still in the plastic. Uh, the Witcher is still in the plastic. But I have so many games, man, just don't have time uh, under normal circumstances. But I catch up on a lot of TV. Ozark uh, has been my go-to near the end of Season 2. Everybody's talking about how crazy Season 3 is. I'm almost there. Uh, so I've been catching up on a lot of TV. My man Brian Moss and uh, Mitch Davis are trying to get me to watch The Office. Um, I think – think I'm going to have to do it. They won't let me alone uh, about watching it. So I think finally I'm about to break down. So many people told me that I need to watch it. Uh, I'm, I'm just not a big fan of comedies like that anymore. Uh, like like comedies, like I'm more of a fan of dramas and thrillers and, and police shows and things like that. Uh, but everybody tells me I need to, to check out the office. So I might, might give it a chance. Uh, because I don't think Brian, my man Brian and Mitch are going to leave me alone about it. Uh, but anyways, man, to, to the news. Uh, the big news of the week is is Jalen Green uh, making the decision to forego the college route and, and partner with the NBA G League, uh, which is kind of a historic decision. Uh, the first guy to 
to actually make this decision to, to go into the G League. The G League has a new program where they're offering these elite prospects up to $500,000 to come play the G League and not go to college. And I think this is a, a big deal for the NCAA. Um, it, it was a big deal here in Memphis, obviously, and we're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, but first I want to talk about the impact that this decision could have on the NCAA going forward. Um, Isaiah Todd, another former uh, was committed to, to Juan Howard in Michigan. Um, he's also decided to, to pull out from his commitment and make the same decision. He hadn't decided was he going to go to the G League or overseas, the NBL maybe. Uh, but it, it appears that he's going to be going to the G League and play for the same team that Jalen Green's going to play for to create a team in Southern California. And it looks like both of those guys are going to be headed out there to play. Uh, and I think, I think we're at a crossroads uh, right now. Uh, I think the NCAA – uh, is looking at the possibility of no longer getting these elite prospects for even one year. Uh, the elite elite prospects, I think, are, are mostly now, uh, I think this is going to become the norm where if the G League is offering $500,000, I think I don't see how, how these guys turn that down. Um, and I, I think you look at the way the G League is promoted now, I think when you get these elite level prospects in there like that, I think the NBA and the G League are going to, put more of a, a spotlight on it and, and put more money into it. Because, I mean, you got to have more butts in the seats with these guys, which allows more money for them to operate, which that's going to give these guys a better showcase uh, than, than what we've seen from the G League in the past. And, I mean, you offer a kid four, four or $500,000, uh, and that's not even mentioning that you have the opportunity to go ahead and sign endorsement deals to, to compound and add on top of that money. Uh, I mean, you can't turn that down. These kids' ultimate goal is to get to the NBA anyway. And you're only going to college for one year. They're not going to college to, to get a degree uh, in, in any other field. These guys want to play basketball, and they want to play basketball in the NBA. And if you can go ahead and, and, and right out of high school, make four or $500,000 on, on not even a mention and endorsement and deals that you can, you can get the ball rolling uh, financially, I mean, I think you have to do that. And an opportunity to, to go ahead and forego your, your amateur status and, and make money, man. I, I just if, – if I had a kid – uh, in that situation, I, as, a, as a parent, I would advise the kid to, to go ahead and do that because, I mean, why not? You, these kids are only planning on staying in college one year anyway. Uh, so, I mean, why not go ahead and make some money? And I think the NCAA, you never expect them to, to make the right decision and change, but I think when it starts hitting them in the pocket, situation will, will lead to, the, to it hitting them in the pocket and not having those elite prospects even for the one-and-done year. I think they might be forced to change because I, I just don't think, you know, going forward they're going to get many of the elite of the elite prospects when these kids can go make five hundred thousand dollars or even go overseas to the NBL like uh, NBL like RJ Hampton did and, and make some money. So uh, I, I think we're going to see a lot more kids doing that going forward. Um, and I think this is just the beginning. And again, man, NCAA, we talked so much about. They, or they talk so much about being about the student athlete, uh, how much we care. It's all about the kids, and we all know that's not the truth. The only thing NCAA cares about is, is their their pocket. And again, this is a situation that has the potentially to hurt them in that in that aspect. And I think I think eventually they're going to start paying these kids for their likeness. And it should have been something that should have been done a long time ago. I don't know how you do it. Um, it gets tough when the, the questions come in of how much this player is worth more than this player. Uh, you you got football, you got women's basketball, softball, and all the other sports, uh, baseball. 
how are you going to rate how much these athletes are paid. I don't know how you do it, but it's, I think it's something that they're going to have to take a look at. It is something that's going to have to be done, or you're going to have a watered-down game of college basketball, and these kids are going to be going pro out of high school. Um, and, and that's just what, what's going to happen. So the ball is now in the NCAA's court. We're going to see how they handle this going forward, but I don't think this is an outlier. I think this is going to be Norm again, Jalen Green, and Isaiah Todd um, have, have made the decision to, to go that direction. And I think we're going to see uh, many more kids follow. But um, a tough, tough break for the University of Memphis. Um, I covered Jalen Green's uh, recruitment extensively, uh, substantially, and it's a tough situation. Uh, I, I think I was one of the ones who, from from the time he made his visit uh, with R.J. Hampton and, and when James Wiseman over at uh, the basketball facility over on campus, since the lose. Um, as long as Mike Miller was the coach here at Memphis, they didn't agree he was going to be a Memphis Tiger. Uh, but then you had all the James Wiseman stuff go down, and and the Tigers didn't have the season that they expected. Um, and there was a lot of negativity around the program. You got the, the, the sanctions hanging over their head and, and the ruling of what's going to come down with that. And there was a lot of negativity around the program. And in recruiting circles, you you, you just got a, a sense that, that Jalen Green was heading to Auburn. Uh, so I had him future casted probably for about a year to Memphis. Uh, and about a month and a half ago, uh, it, it looked like it was going to be Auburn. Um, I, I changed my future cast to Auburn. Uh, it looks like he was going to be Auburn Tiger. And then a couple of weeks ago, things started to change again. Uh, it started to sound like, all along, and I think this probably was the case all along. I think it was a little paranoia uh, in in the way that things get played out in Memphis with Wiseman and the way the season played out this year. And I think that's kind of what caused some of the thoughts that he would land at Auburn. Uh, about a couple of weeks ago, man, it started to trend back to Memphis, which was probably always Memphis if he was going to go to college. Uh, so I switched my future cast back to Memphis a couple of weeks ago. And up until early, uh, Early this this earlier this week, it appeared that from everything everybody I talked to, all my sources that Jalen Green would be a Memphis Memphis Tiger and that he was going to college, and then all of a sudden, boom, we started to get the news that it appeared that he was going to turn pro, and I, I kind of always left over the open that possibility. Uh, a lot of people pushed back on that, and I said the whole time that even though I think he'd be at Memphis and then Auburn back to Memphis, even though I thought he would go to college. I always felt like he was the type of kid that that could go pro. I mean, you talk to his family and they said all the time that, oh, it's 90-plus percent chance we're going to college, we're going to college. Um, and then he did an interview, Jalen did, a couple, couple of months ago uh, that stated he was 50-50 on whether he would go to college or whether he'd go pro. That he had been talking to, to R.J. Hampton, and that was a big switch. Uh, and, and that really reinforced my thoughts that there was a possibility that this kid could go pro. Um, and that ended up being the case, and I think he's really made a historic decision not going overseas but going to the G League, and the G League up in their, their pay to, to upwards of four to $500,000. And, I, again, I think they really started something, and they're waging a war on the NCAA. And, again, the ball's in their court. The NCAA's got to make a decision on what they're going to do. But, but, again, a tough break for Memphis. Memphis put pretty much put all their eggs in the Jalen Green basket, uh, and, and they did not get that commitment. Um, and, and you kind of use revisionist history. I know we've kind of beat this beat this horse dead. Um, you you kind of bagged off Matthew Morrell because you thought at the end you were going to end up on on Jalen Green. And I think when you kind of look back at that, I think it was a mistake. I mean, you'd love to have Matthew Morrell right now. I mean, I understand why 
uh, Memphis uh, would, would continue to pursue Jalen Green, especially when you thought you probably thought you had the kid in the bag, uh, a talent like that, uh, number one in the class, depending on where you, what rankings you look at. I mean, the lead prospect, true one-and-done player, and you you feel like you have the relationship that they had with him. I, I think they felt like there was a, a 90% chance that they got this kid, and um, it ended up not paying off. Uh, so tough to see there in the plate the prospect, process you hear in the spring, and right now you only have one recruit, which we'll talk about him in a, in a little while. Um, but you got to ask the question of where do you head now? Where do you go now? What direction do you go? It's so late in the period. Most guys already committed. Uh, another guy that they, they have, have put a lot of effort in recruiting Greg Brown uh, out of Vanderbilt High School, Austin, Texas, is uh, supposed to commit uh, next Friday, 6'8", uh, 195-pound forward. Uh, his list is out of Memphis, Kentucky, Texas, Auburn, Michigan, but he, now he's also added the G League and possibly overseas uh, to his option, which leads me to believe that, I, that Greg Brown is probably going to go pro as well. Um, I, I think he's going to follow in the footsteps of, of Jalen Green and Isaiah Todd. I think he's either going to announce next Friday that he's going to the G League or going overseas. And the thing about it is, even even if, if he decided to go to college, I don't think it's going to be Memphis. It, all all signs point to Texas. And as long as Shaka Smart kept his job there in Texas, I mean, it was shaky a little bit going into the season, but uh, he, they had a decent season. He held on. It looks like he's going to hold on to his job. I, I think they've even announced that he's going to keep his job. It was going to be Texas. Uh, the only way he was going to the kid was going anywhere else is if Shaka Smart lost his job. And I mean, you can't blame a kid for for staying home. Um, it's right down the road uh, from 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 Texas. And I think if he goes to college, I think it'll still be Texas. But I expect him to. I expect him to to announce next Friday that either he's going to the G League or going overseas. And again, he'll be the third high level prospect to make that decision. Um, and I, I think that's kind of where he's headed. So you, again, you ask the question, where does this Memphis turn now? Um, now, when it comes to transfers, there's a big NCAA vote uh, coming up next month in May where that will allow recruits to, to possibly be eligible immediately after transfer. And that, that could be big for Memphis because the kid that I've talked about a lot over the last couple of weeks, I, I said a few days ago that Memphis is going to turn up the heat on this kid now that, that uh, Zayla Green is not committed, is a 6'7", 230-pound forward, Landers Nolly. Uh, Virginia Tech's leading scorer last year was originally a four-star top 50 prospect according to our rankings at Rivals back in 2018. Uh, I love this kid. Uh, 15.5 points a game, uh, 5.8 rebounds, 2.4 assists a game, uh, 31.6% from three on 6.7 attempts per game, 37% from the field. Uh, wasn't the most efficient uh, player, obviously, by those numbers, but I think a lot of that came from overcompensating, from having to do more for Virginia Tech, not having a lot of other guys uh, on that roster. I mean, I love this kid. I told you, size six seven, two thirty can play the two three four uh, would be a, a big get for Memphis. He's going to make his commitment announcement tomorrow. Um, I think two p.m. Eastern time between Memphis, Georgia, and Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss is not in this thing. This is going to be between Memphis and Georgia. Now, the thing that Georgia has working for him is that the kid is from Fairburn, Georgia, uh, originally. Uh, so he does have ties. They recruited him hard back in 2018. So they're really in there. But I've talked about this kid a lot, I think, with Memphis missing out on Jalen Green and them kind of being in a, in a position where they got to get somebody right now. I think 
Memphis is turning the heat up on this kid, and I think Penny is pre- and the staff is prioritize, prioritize this kid, and I think they're going to get it. Um, Georgia, again, is going to be a threat. Georgia's in there strong, but I think in the end, I think he's going to commit to the University of Memphis, and I think he's going to be a big get in, in their way. I mean, he would be a tremendous addition uh, for this basketball team for the 2021 season. Again, I love his size at 6'7", 230, can be versatile, two, can play the 2 three, four, uh, can do a lot for this team. A pretty good rebound. I think he's a better shooter uh, than those numbers suggest. Um, and, again, I think he'd be a tremendous addition, and I'm excited about it. And I think tomorrow, I think Landers Nolly, the third, will be a Memphis Tiger. I know the staff has really created a good rapport with his dad um, and, and the family. So I think they got a good shot at him. Uh, but be on the lookout for that tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern. It'll be 1 p.m. Central time. Um, he's going to make his commitment. I'm not sure if he's going to do it. On Twitter, how he's going to make the announcement. He had said he just said he's announced it tomorrow. I'll get more details on that and, and tweet that out later once I find out more. Uh, but again, I, I'm predicting right now that Landers Nolly will be a Memphis Tiger. Uh, Matt Harms is another kid, 7'3, 260 pound center, grad transfer from Purdue, 8.6 points per game, 4.6 rebounds, two blocks per game. Uh, he had Memphis in it, it is, I think it's the top 10, top 13, uh, these crazy lists that these these kids put out. Um, he's expected to now sometime within the next week, week and a half. I don't expect it to be Memphis. I think this thing is coming down to Gonzaga and Kentucky. Uh, I know Kentucky fans think they're going to get the kid. Uh, they do have a hole at center. Gonzaga has a lot of bigs coming back. Uh, no no doubt about that. But I kind of thought that, that he ends up at Gonzaga. I, I just, I know that Kentucky has a need there, uh, but this is Honestly, this is not the level kid that that usually starts at Kentucky. I know that they have to find somebody, but I, I, it'll be interesting to see where he lands. I think it'll be it'll be Gonzaga, Kentucky, but I'm still, I'm going to stick with my prediction. I might end up being wrong. I'm going to stick with my prediction of Gonzaga. Uh, but again, I mean, he, a kid has the opportunity to go to Kentucky. I mean, I know how much we hate Kentucky and Memphis, but we all know that that's a elite basketball program, and and kids want to go there. Uh, so. He might end up in Kentucky, but it, I, I, I can I can pretty, say pretty certainly that it won't be Memphis uh, for Matt Harns. I think it's going to come down to Gonzaga and Kentucky. Uh, Kyrie Walker is another kid, six five, two hundred five pound guard. It's been a long process uh, for for Kyrie Walker and his rec- recruitment. Uh, way back in uh, 2018, uh, he committed to Arizona State. Uh, subsequently, decommitted from Arizona State, and all signs pointed to him landing at Nevada uh, with head coach Eric Musselman. Uh, but then Eric Musselman left, and I think in the end, I think that's where Kyrie Walker lands. Uh, he has a great relationship with Eric Musselman. He's been recruiting him for a long time, um, and I think in the end he ends up being a Razorback. But again, with Memphis kind of being in a situation where they they gotta get, they got to get some talent in here, I, I think Memphis could circle back and, 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 and really turn up and put the heat on some of these kids, and, and maybe they could – can fit them, but as of right now, I think Kyrie Walker ends up at Arkansas. That, that's kind of been the thoughts for a long time on him. Uh, he hasn't set a date yet, uh, so keep keep a lookout on that one. Man, he's a tremendous talent. I, I think he's an NBA level player, uh, maybe a one and done, two and done type kid. Uh, but I think he ends up at Arkansas in the end. Um, of course, Musa Cisse, uh the five star, eighth ranked prospect, prospect in the twenty one class, according to our rankings at Rivals. Uh, 16, 220-pound center at Lausanne. We all know how talented he is. That's a monster on the defensive end of the floor, every evolving offensive game. 
Uh, there's a thought that he could possibly reclassify to 2020. Uh, the schools that are kind of in there, Memphis, LSU, and Tennessee, uh, I, I think if he goes to college, it's Memphis. There's a lot of prognosticators right now that, that are only LSU for him. Uh, but after this turn of events with Jalen Green, possibly Greg Brown, and in, in this new direction these kids are going, if if he does, uh, I, I think he's not old enough to – I don't think he's old enough to, to go to the G League. I'm not sure what the, league, the rules are for the NBL. Uh, but if he does go to college, I think it'll be Memphis. But as of right now, I think there's a possibility that he stays at Lausanne uh, for a senior season and goes pro after that. I would, at this point, I would be kind of surprised if, if Musa Cisse plays college, D1 college basketball. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga is another kid, uh, the number one prospect in 2021. He's a 6'8", 210-pound, 210-pound forward uh, out of Hillsborough, New Jersey. Uh, he and Musa Cisse are good friends, have discussed possibly wanting to play with each other. Uh, same, same thing with him. I mean, you, you have to think going forward, you're the number one prospect in the class that you're probably not playing D1 basketball. Um, there's a thought that he could reclassify as well to 2020. Um, but I expect as of right now, I'd be surprised if Musa or, or Kaminga plays D1 college basketball. I think when you're that level of group at this point, this with this new trend, I think these guys are going to go pro. And that's not a good thing for the University of Memphis, but the thing about it is it, it, it's got to be an even play, playing field. I mean, across the board, nobody's going to be able to get these elite recruits. So everybody's going to take a step down and, and go from there. Uh, but, I, again, I don't blame the kids. I, I would like to see the elite prospects in college basketball because I'm a, a big fan of the game. But you can't blame a kid from a senior in high school going to make three, four, five dollars $500,000 with endorsements on top of that right out of high school when you're going to do – what you're planning on doing anyway. You're only going to play college one, one, two years at the most, these high-level kids. So you, you're going to end up in the NBA. I know a lot of people say it'll hurt their stock, possibly. Uh, we've seen what happened with R.J. Hampton. Uh, some people think James Wiseman made a loss of spots for making the decision that he did. But I, I think with these kids going into the G League and, and, and you up at the town level with these high-level kids, I think the showcase is going to be widening widen for these kids for the G League. I think the G League's going to put more money into it. They're going to put more of a spotlight on these kids, and, and I don't think it'll hurt their stock at all. Kids, the level of Jalen Green. I mean, this kid's going to ball out no matter where he goes. Uh, but I think he'll be fine, and I think he'll go where he was expected to go, whether he went to college or not. So, again, tough for the University of Memphis, but I definitely understand it for the kid. But uh, name some names there. A couple other guys uh, that Memphis have offered or, or were recruiting at one time that they might have kind of backed off of that they might circle back uh, now that they're they're kind of searching. Uh, Kareem Maine would probably be the guy at the top of that list um, out of Rainier College in, in Montreal, Canada. A 6'5", 195-pound combo guard. Um, as of right now, Marquette and Michigan State are expected or are, the, are thought of to be the two leaders uh, for the kids. Uh, I think Memphis, he's a five-star prospect, but I, I think if Memphis is going to be back, get back in there, I think they're going to have a lot of ground to make up, as with all these kids I'm about to mention, uh, they're not really in there deep with any of these kids right now because they, these are kids that they kind of backed off because they kind of, again, put all their eggs in the basket of Jalen Green. Uh, William Jeffries is a kid uh, who has a Memphis offer, a four-star prospect, a 75th-ranked prospect in that rivals, uh, 6'7", 195-pound forward out of McDowell High School in Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, appears that Pitt, uh, it, it's the leader for him right now. 
Uh, but, again, he does have a Memphis offer. Um, he's from Pennsylvania, so you kind of understand that connection there, uh, kind of the, the hometown school, so to speak. Uh, but, again, Memphis is searching right now. So, I mean, you get a call from Penny Hardaway. You get a call from Mike Miller. That's a call that both guys are going to take and they're going to listen to. Because, I mean, Memphis is a top-notch program. I mean, you just look at the facilities, uh, that coaching staff, and you know these guys can put you in position to get you to the NBA. And with the way the roster is structured right now, they need an infusion of talent. And if you come in here, there are going to be minutes for you if you're a high-level talent. So I think if, if Memphis kind of circles back to, to some of these kids, I think they're definitely going to take that call and they're definitely going to listen, even though it appears that they might be headed elsewhere at this point. But you're not committed until you're, not, until you're committed. And right now it looks like Pitt will be the school for William Jeffries. But, again, if Memphis makes that call, I'm sure he'll listen. Uh, Roger McFarland uh, is another kid, a three-star, 6'4", 180-pound guard, um, at a university school in Davie, Florida. Uh, was here in Memphis at one time, played for Team Thad. Uh, he does not have a Memphis offer right now, but he's a kid that I know that they've talked about and discussed uh, at one point. And again, has that tie to Memphis, uh, not committed yet. Uh, so could be another kid that, that Memphis looks at to try to bring out kids that they've had some connection to, kids that they've offered that they've kind of pulled back on. So those are some, some of the kind of some of the names uh, that, that you may be looking at. And I'm sure there's probably some, some other guys out there uh, that names that, that that haven't heard that they haven't discussed internally that might pop up. Uh, so be on the lookout. I'll be doing some digging and see if I can come up with anything else. But those are the guys right now and the names, some of the names that you might hear Memphis involved with. But uh, again, man, I just wanted to jump on here uh, and give a little re- update. Uh, we'll definitely be talking again soon in the future. Uh, I, I think they get a big commitment from Lenders Knowledge tomorrow. Uh, which would be huge, that NCAA vote coming up in May could allow him to be eligible immediately, which would, Memphis needs him. Uh, they could really need need another guy coming in. I think Noli would be right there with D.J. Jeffries for the best or at least at worst second-best player on this team. I mean, I know a lot of people kind of stopped at the notion that this kid can play. Again, 6'7", 230, big body, can play the 2 three, four, can do a lot of things for you. Again, I think he's a much better shooter than that 31% says that he shot almost seven attempts a game. And, again, I think that came from a little bit of overcompensating for not having as much talent around him. Nolly is a a great player. Uh, So don't make no mistake about it. If Memphis can land him, that would be a huge, huge deal uh, for this 20 class, especially seeing where they are right now, man. But I want to thank everyone for for tuning in, joining me. If you you join us late, uh, you can always check out the podcast on iTunes. Uh, I'll have the link up. It'll be up on iTunes probably about 30 minutes after the show. I also post a link on my Twitter feed at Isaac underscore rivals, I S A A C underscore rivals a little bit after I get off of here uh, for you to catch up uh, recruiting here. Uh, but again, man, we're in the middle of this pandemic and I'm hopefully for somehow, some way, even if it's without fans that we can get live sports back here. Uh, hopefully we don't miss the best college basketball season, college football. I mean, it, it's tough, man, to, to have to go through this, and us being sports fans in tune as we are with the game and being a sports media person and not being able to cover this stuff, it, it's it's tough, man. It's really tough on all of us. And, again, that's not even the biggest of our problems that's going on in the world right now. But um, sports have always been an outlet. I know it is for a lot of people. I know it is for me. And not to, not to have it in a time like this makes things even tougher, man. But we're going to get through this. Uh, but, again, thanks, everybody, for, for joining me today. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Isaac underscore Rivals, AAC underscore Rivals. Follow my man, Brian Moss, the founder and editor 
of TigerSportsReport.com. You can find him on Twitter at Rivals B Moss, R I V A L S, the letter B M O S S, as well as my man, Mitch Davis, Mitch Davis underscore eight, M I T C H D A V I S underscore eight. Um, you can follow us all of us on Twitter uh, for the latest breaking University of Memphis athletic news. Uh, but again, we should be back here pretty soon. I'm going to try to catch up. If he commits to Memphis, I'll try to catch up with Lennox Nolly, have him be on the program on TSR Live. But until next time, man, it's been you guys and Simpson. Go over to TigerSportsReport.com. Sign up. Man, we got great stuff going on over there all the time. Again, your number one source for University of Memphis athletic news and information. Other than that, man, I'll talk to you soon, and we go. Demands, but I need you to say to me.